Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 42. It's time once again to invite one of our awesome podcast listeners to join us on this podcast. And this week, we have Marie Kashigano of New Jersey, who's going on Freedom of the Seas later this summer over July 4th. We're going to discuss her cruise plans on board and on shore. Here we go. Joining me on this episode is Marie Kashigano of New Jersey, and Marie is kind enough to join us to talk about her upcoming cruise on Freedom of the Seas. Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, Marie. Thank you, Matt. Absolutely. Glad to have you on here. And Marie sent me an email about some other stuff we were going to talk about, and she sent me some, she has some great comments and questions that were for the podcast. So, Marie, why don't you come on the podcast? It's a lot easier. It's a lot more fun. I'd like to have people on here, so it's not just me talking to myself. And um, I thought you have a really interesting cruise coming up because you're going on Freedom of the Seas, which is a great ship. I've been on there many, many times. And you're also sailing on it, doing Eastern Caribbean itinerary over the 4th of July. And I think that's mm-hmm. a really cool thing because... You know, July 4th is, is obviously a big holiday here in the United States. And a lot of people always wonder, you know, what does Royal Caribbean do about that? But we'll get to that in a minute. But first, let's, let's, let's learn a little bit more about Marie. So Marie, how many cruises with the Royal Caribbean have you taken? What do you like about cruising? Give us a little background. Okay. Um, I've taken 10 cruises in my life, but seven with Royal Caribbean. Great. And for the most part, my family and I, we've come to really like Royal Caribbean. We like their, their, um, what do they call it? Their frequent flyer program. I forget what it's called. It's Crown like, and Anchor Society. Yeah, you know, um, I'm almost up to Emerald level now, and it seems that the more we go along, the better. You know, they treat you nicely. You get some nice little perks with that. The staff is always fabulous. The food is delicious. Oh, the other thing about the Crown and Anchor that I wanted to mention, when I first enrolled just a few years back, they credited my cruises that I had taken about 20 years ago. They actually had them on record. I didn't even know. Yeah, it was wonderful. You know, I really appreciated that a lot. Um, you know, so, so I mean, for, we're usually, um, a family of six. It'll be my brother, my sister-in-law, my nieces, and my mom and I. So we vary in age and we found that Royal Caribbean has something for everyone. And it's, it's not, We've, you know, I've been on a number of the ships, the Oasis ships, the larger ships, and then the the smaller ones years ago, the um, Maiden of the Seas, I think. Uh, I forget what the earlier ones were. But, um, you know, there's a variety. There, there's something for absolutely. everybody. It's absolutely. not it's not a party ship, and it's not boring, yeah, you know. Absolutely. So, you can say that yeah. again. And yeah, the other thing a- I- let me ask you this about why did you select this particular cruise, Freedom of the Seas, Eastern Caribbean, and July 4th? I'm imagining July 4th has something to do with time off, but why did you pick yeah. this particular cruise in, in, in specifically? I mean, for me, I'm pretty flexible. I could go anytime, but my brother, I call him our travel agent, and he selected this one because uh, we have some new people traveling with us. We have um, my sister-in-law's sister and her brother and, and their children, and they have never cruised before. And also my sister-in-law's cousin, which I don't believe has cruised before, and his daughter, and another friend of his that is a seasoned cruiser. So, um, you know, so there was some talk, because there's some big events going on, life events this year for a number of us, big birthdays, graduations, um, you know, a number of things. So people wanted to do a big vacation so they kind of all said, well, you know, let's all do something together. And my brother, 
convinced them. He said, let's cruise because it, there's so little involved in what you have to do. You, you pay your money and you get on the ship and everything is there because, you know, getting 16 people around is like herding cats. It just wouldn't work, you know? So this way everybody will be on the ship and he thought doing a Caribbean cruise would be, it's, it's really nice first cruise. You know, they're very, um, it's very typical of what a cruise is as opposed to trying to go North or anything like that. And, uh, the price was reasonable and people were willing to do it and everybody got on board and it just so happened with the 4th of July that that was a good week with the kids being off. But I was glad cause it's a whole lot of fun being on a cruise on the 4th of July. We happened to be on the Explorer of the Seas last year on the 4th of July and uh, it was a big party. Absolutely. It was a lot of fun. That's great you mentioned that because I know a lot of times I get questions about, you know, Matt, we're going on a cruise and, you know, insert holiday here, July 4th, Memorial Day, maybe not Memorial Day, but other festive holidays, Thanksgiving, <laughs> um, other, you know, big times. For, and then people wonder, what does Royal Caribbean do for these kinds of holidays? Because as you know, there's more than just Americans on any given cruise. So, Marie, in your experience, when you've been on other ships, what was, what was it like on Explorer on July 4th? What did Royal Caribbean do specifically to celebrate? Well, we were shocked because we thought, you know, it'd be 4th of July and whatever, you know, but they made such a huge celebration out of it that they had like an indoor picnic. So we went down to the promenade at lunchtime. I think it was like 11 to 2 or whatever. And they had every station that you could think of. They had fried chicken, hamburgers, hot dogs, corn dogs, watermelon, uh, corn on the cob. It was like any kind of you know, potato salad, any kind of what defines the American picnic. They had it all over the middle of the ship and they had ice sculptures and they had like um, a place where you put your, your head, you know, to take pictures. And it was just so much fun. Balloons everywhere. They had um, a big Budweiser station set up because I guess that defines American beer or something. Then the best part was they had a cake shaped like the American flag and the cake was probably the size of my dining room. It was huge. And just, you know, they left it out all day. And you, so people can slice as much as they want. And um, it was just so much fun. You know, it's like being at a barbecue. You didn't have to do anything. It was air conditioned. And it was just great. That's wonderful to hear. So certainly anyone who's looking to do a holiday cruise, be it July 4th or any other big holiday, seems like Royal Caribbean does go out of their way to make it a big deal as well. So something to look forward to. I was just going to say that you kind of, you know, part of you think, so am I going to miss the holiday being away? But you don't. You don't at all. Cool. So let's talk about your – let's first talk about Freedom of the Seas. What cabin did you choose for yourself? What category of cabin did you select? Um. Oh, my gosh. My brother's going to listen to this. He's going to kill me because it's supposed to be emblazed on my brain. But <laughs> <laughs> I is it think o- – Is it Ocean View or is it Inside? Balcony? Bal- Oh, it's a balcony, but I can't remember what what okay. floor we're on. That's fine. Yeah, cool. But, so you have uh, a nice balcony's great on Freedom of the Seas. Great view, certainly. Yeah. And and uh, I'm sorry, in, in, I know you're sailing with a big group. Who's staying in your cabin, if you don't mind our asking? <laughs> My cabin. I have a connecting cabin with teenage girls. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, so I have the sorority house cabin. So <laughs> no, they needed to. Put, I think I had mentioned how you have to put a um, you have to put an adult with with kids um, in cabins. So it's my niece and her sister and their cousins. So the four of us are gonna you know two in one room and two in the other room 
with the connector wide open. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a mess. It's going to be a pigsty. You know, it's actually interesting because, Murray, you, when you email me, just before we all, we're going to have you on this podcast, you mentioned me in a note about one an earlier episode that we had where we had a family of five and connecting rooms. You brought up a very good point, which I wanted to make sure we share on this podcast. And you wrote, I'm going to quote you here, so just to let you know that you booked the same cruise that way where you have – basically, remember we had the situation where you have two adults and two kids, but they want to be in you know uh, different rooms. And you mentioned that you need to put one adult and one child on paper within each one, but that also means that you guys have to kind of swap around room keys a lot. Is that is that right? Exactly. Yes, and that you know that wound up to be a little bit of a hardship. But if you have a connecting, it doesn't matter because you could leave the inside door open, and they could always go in through the one door and go through. Cool. Yeah. Good. Absolutely oh. great point to to bring up. So certainly good feedback for anyone considering that with uh, kids is i mean teenagers a little different but if you have younger kids especially that's gonna be something to to, uh to think about Mm -hmm. so let's talk about your also freedom of the seat let's go back to the ship real quick do you have any uh especially dining reservations made for your cruise we do not Uh, for myself i can't i really like the dining you know i really like the the main seating i'm a little nervous about the the dynamic dining that i know royal caribbean is is introducing introducing but we're all going to be at the way i understand it we're all going to be at one table in the dining room all together and it should be a blast so um so i have actually never done any of the specialty dining on any of the uh cruise ships oh well if you do one if you if you want to try one i'm not counting johnny rockets because that's not really maybe the special dining but it's yeah. not, you know it's five bucks but if you yeah. really want to give it a try if you want to do try it at least once I would definitely recommend Chops Grill on Freedom of the Seas. It's a great, it's a great restaurant, and I think you would enjoy really? it. Yep, absolutely. Okay. But okay. anyway, nothing wrong with that. I love the main dining room. Are you kidding me? I love the experience. I love having the same wait staff. I love the the whole ambiance of the main dining room. It's it's really a, it's one of my favorite things about Royal Caribbean cruising. It's a highlight. I mean, even if your cruise rains the whole week, yep. we always have a good time in the dining room. It's it's. It's a no-brainer that you're going to have a blast in the dining room. You get to know the wait staff and who they are and where they live, and you get to cheer for them when they dance, and it's really <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so uh, but other things on Freedom of the Seas, are you looking forward to anything in particular in terms of activities on board the ship? Are you going to be rock climbing, ice skating, um, <laughs> seeing a show? What's really caught your eye in terms of things to do on Freedom of the Seas? Is there maybe one that sticks out to you? Um, not anything. Thing in particular on this ship, um, I would like to ice skate. You know, I've done that before on the on the cruises, and that's fun. The ice show is always very nice. We got our tickets already for that Good. because if you don't get the tickets, sometimes you don't get the time slot that you want. Uh, rock climbing, no, forget it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the solarium pool, maybe. There you um, go. Yeah. No, I, you know, I used to enjoy the spa treatments more than I do, sure. so I tend to stay away from the spas now. I actually have a local spa that I enjoy very much. Okay. So Nothing I, wrong with that. I, so you're going to enjoy a nice week of relax, relaxation. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, I love the days at sea where, you know, you come home from dinner the night before and you look at your cruise compass and you're like, what's going on tomorrow? And maybe there's a little martini tasting or a little napkin folding or, you know, like something – just something a little out of the ordinary. You know, I bought um, bronzer one time because they had a little demo in the in the hair salon. You know, just like fun little things like that I look nice. forward to. All right. Mm-hmm. 
Very good. Nothing wrong with that at all. It's nice to have a little, you know, little sampling and enjoy things on your own pace. That's what makes that's what's great for cruising. You can enjoy that. Someone else can go rock climbing, and it, it's all good. You're yeah. all in the same experience. Exactly. So, so let's talk about the islands you're visiting: Saint Thomas, Saint Martin, and Coco Cay. And let's yes. talk about first Saint Thomas, because I know that we were talking before we were recording, Marie, and you had some still some concerns about what you were going to do in Saint Thomas. Yeah, we were a little torn. You know, we'd all looked at the excursions and. Nothing popped right out at us. Now, I was to St. Thomas probably about 18 years ago, and I just went shopping. You know, I was, you know, I was on a cruise with a friend, and, and we didn't really sign up for anything. And it was nice for shopping, but now we're a larger group, and we wanted something a little more organized. And um, we don't have that much time in St. Thomas, which was a little concern, too. You know, some of the excursions said they were six hours, but you really only import for maybe four hours. Is this the one where is this the itinerary where you roll in at like noontime? Yes. Thomas? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've done this one. It's kind of okay. weird and it's kind of good. You're gonna arrive there. You're the last ship into port, and you're okay. gonna see like a ton of other ships there, and you're like, oh my gosh, like you know, like what happened? But the uh-huh. good thing about it is all those other ships are leaving like right when you're gonna get to wherever you're going. So like, and as an example, one of the most popular ports in St. Thomas, or one of the popular excursions in St. Thomas, is going to be Megan's Bay, which is a beautiful beach. And the cool – so you arrive there, and it's going to be packed. I mean, it's going to be like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, we're behind the eight ball. The thing is, is people are going to start leaving almost immediately because all those people showed up. Their cruise ship got in at, like, 8 a.m., and they got to leave at, like, pretty much in in a couple of hours. So what happens is by the time you get to, like, hour two or three over there, you got the whole beach to yourself. So it's kind of a weird thing. Like, you're there really late, but at the same time, you have kind of – everyone leaves, so – it, it it's it's a little different, and depending July Fourth might be different, but also depending what time your ship leaves, when nighttime in St. Thomas is absolutely gorgeous, and the because your ship is in the harbor and there's mountains surrounding the the port, and you have a little lights obviously from everyone's houses, it's really beautiful. Something it's definitely a sight to behold, and in the main dining room it's great because you can see the entire island lit up like there as you're pulling out of port. So, um, but Megan's Bay is a great is a great choice. Uh, if, you're okay. into, if you're into the whole beach thing, you did the shopping thing, so I don't have to tell you about that, but that's always <laughs> kind of a fun thing. We leather, did a, yeah. lots of leather. Yeah, exactly. We did a, <laughs> we did a group tour in St. Thomas on our last time there. I, I gotta say, I didn't love it, although I will freely admit, I just don't think I'm a group tour person. Like, mm-hmm. I'm the kind of person who, like, we're on a group tour, Marie, and mm-hmm. like, oh, look, it's this thing. I'm like, I don't look, like, okay, this is nice. I'm ready to go. And the group obviously does not move to that pace. It moves to a much slower pace. So I think that's kind of just Matt being Matt as opposed to a really good gauge of what a good tour is. But there are some good tours that are out there, group tours, and they're fairly inexpensive. And they usually end up at a beach somewhere. So you kind of get a little taste of the island, and you mm-hmm. also get a, uh, a little beach break, which is nice. And those are all through third-party excursions. Oh, not through Royal Caribbean. No, that I have not. No, those are the ones I mentioned. Although you can get a Megan's Bay excursion through Royal Caribbean, there is, I'm sure, a island tour excursion through Royal Caribbean. It's just a matter of uh, what's you know what, what's availability and and kind of you know what you're interested in doing, especially. Are you allowed to tell us what the what's a good third party tour, or you're not supposed to? Advertise? Absolutely no, absolutely. I have actually. I'll I'll post a link in our show notes for you on this episode <laughs> on RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. We did okay. a, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, we did the excursion. I did a, a review as I'm trying to type really rapidly here to get the, 
to get the uh, to get the review up here. We did a tour with you know I don't have the name, but I'll get it for you and I'll shoot you a message if I, if I don't have it on here. But um, we did the tour. I don't remember the name of the exact group. It was fine. It's just. You know, mm-hmm. you, 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 the the cool thing about the tour was they brought you to a lot of different little places. The highlight being there's top of the hill or top of the mountain, which is this mm-hmm. magnificent overlook that goes over the island of St. Thomas. It's absolutely beautiful, and for that alone, it's worth it. The thing is, like when they pull up, you're at a, it's like a tourist trap. You show up there, and it's yeah. a it's a uh, what's the word a um it, it's a souvenir shop. I'm not sure if you've ever been like south of the border. In, in South Carolina, North Carolina, it's it's that kind of thing. Oh, the tour I have the review. It's Godfrey's tour. That's the name. Oh, of it. um, it's fine. It's just it wasn't to my pace, but I'll post the link. You there's photos. You can see what I'm talking about. So check out RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com, uh, and I'll I'll post that there. But that's it's 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 also fairly inexpensive, as I recall. So okay, great, thank you. Hard to go wrong with that. The other thing I will tell you about any third party excursion you do, and I think you know this, Marie, is make mm-hmm. sure you plan on getting back. Your that you'll be back to the ship. At least, I would say at least two hours before you're supposed to be back to the ship, because you know, the traffic on those islands are really crazy. And, oh. you know, you just don't want to be, obviously you don't want to be left behind. So give yourself plenty of time and you'll be fine. Okay, great. Uh, let's move on to St. Martin. What are your plans for St. Martin? St. Martin, we hooked up with your friend Leo. Oh, nice. Leo Brown, I think is yes. his name. Absolutely. Um, yes, I spoke with him twice. He's very excited. He, uh, you know, we told him there's actually just going to be four of us out of the whole 16 of us that are going with him because different people have different plans. But, um, you know, I told him some of the highlights that we wanted to hit. We wanted to do some beach time. My sister-in-law wants to do some time in the um, Tijon, the uh, perfumery. Okay. And we wanted to do a little shopping. We wanted to pick up some of the flavored rums that they have there. They're delicious, the um, the coconut ones. Oh, yeah. So I was telling yes. him, and he was so nice. He said, oh, okay. Okay, baby, whatever you want. I, <laughs> he was so sweet. And then he said to me, he goes, uh, goes, what do you like to drink? Complimentary. I bring it to you, like, beer, juice, soda, water. I thought it was so sweet of him. Wow. He didn't give me free drinks. I'm calling the guy uh, up. Say, where's my free drinks? <laughs> <laughs> he likes you better than he likes me. I'm I'm jealous. <laughs> I think he's already part of the family. He goes, baby, I see you. Baby. Okay, back to the family. And um, <laughs> he's, he's very, he's very, yeah, he sounds very, very kind. And I asked him about the um, going out to the airport, and he yes. said, absolutely, absolutely, you have to see it. So yeah, so we're gonna kind cool. of we get in at eight, and I asked him to meet us at nine, and he said he'll be in the um, the little little um what do you call that little you know when you little port yeah and uh, he said he'll be there he'll hold up a sign so he said what's your name i told him i go you don't want to know my last name just hold up my first name so (laughs) he said okay i see you then i said don't book anybody else no 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 so he sounds very nice sounds younger than what i picture Uh, is he a young no, I don't think so. I think you're in for a surprise. He's not an old oh, man by any means. I don't think he's he's not like twenty something either. Okay, okay. Yeah. No, he's like uh, I don't know why. I just got the impression that he sounded young. Maybe just the island life keeps you young. There you go. He's a very nice guy. I'm glad. <laughs> so I think you'll be perfectly set for that. I don't think you'll have a great time on St. Martin Coco Cay, of course. Beautiful island. But how can you go wrong there? You're just going to be sitting oh, by the yeah. beach enjoying that. And I've never. 
far okay, but we really love Labadee. It's like our favorite stop. So I hope that this is just as nice as Labadee. You know, we are kindred spirits here because I love Labadee. Coco Cay oh. is still very, very beautiful. I would still prefer Labadee over Coco Cay, but that's like, as I always say, I think I've used this, this metaphor on the podcast about a hundred times already. It's like choosing between <laughs> cuts of steak. It's like saying that I like New York Strip over, <laughs> you know, uh, over a filet. It's like, okay, well, they're both steak. It's all, you know, they both taste really, really good. So yeah. <laughs> nothing wrong there. So I think you'll enjoy that as well. And, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> The only, uh, the, the, of course, before we let you go, Marie, I wanted to, we have to ask all of our guests that come on the Royal Caribbean blog podcast a couple of quick questions to get you to know a little bit better. So I'm going to ask mm-hmm. you a few quick questions. Just say the first thing that comes to your mind. Oh, okay. All <laughs> right. Favorite mm-hmm. restaurant on a Royal Caribbean ship? Oh, well, I always go to the main dining room. So there you go. Does main that count? Room. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Absolutely. What's your preferred you. drink while on a Royal Caribbean cruise? The drink of the day. Ooh, you like D-O-D. to roll the dice. DOD, we call it. We wake D-O-D. up, we, look, we go, what's the DOD? Drink of day. All right. Mm-hmm. I, I might steal that from you. Is that okay? D-O-D. What's the dod? Yeah, they're delicious. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Favorite port of call to visit? Lava D. Yes. I love high, Lava Virtual high five, Marie, right now. <laughs> yes, I'm doing it. <laughs> and lastly... Favorite song on the radio or your iPod today? Today? The happy song. Happy song. Pharrell? Yeah. Absolutely. There's a good one. Good good song to get you ready for your vacation, right? Yeah. It'll be fun. They, they start playing that on the steel drums on, on deck. It'll be great time. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Well, Marie, I wish you the best of luck. And hopefully we'll have to – I hope that we'll have you back on the podcast when you get back to let us know how your cruise went. Okay, I will definitely be in touch. I'll send you an email. I thank you so much for all the input. You really help us a lot, and we appreciate it. Anytime. Thank you, Marie. All right. One of my favorite things to do on this podcast, of course, is answer your emails, tweets, Facebook messages, everything else you've sent me. I love reading it and making you part of this podcast, so keep them coming. First up this week, we have an email from Christopher Percy in episode 40 regarding St. Martin. This week's podcast touched one of my favorite ports in the Caribbean. The opportunity to experience two cultures, Dutch and French, during a single stop is unique and gives you a taste of each. Your assessment of the differences in pro and con of each was spot on and gave your listeners great insight into what we see and do. I cannot believe you've completed 40 podcasts already. Just amazing, and I've enjoyed every one. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Christopher. I really appreciate your comment. And you know what? St. Martin's, a, it sounds like we both agree about St. Martin because it's a great little island and I really enjoy going there, as I've said about a hundred times on this podcast so far. So thank you, Christopher. Next, we have an email from Marcy West. It's Marcy from Syracuse here. Just a quick question. I'm pretty sure I have heard that on Disney Cruise Line, you can shower in the spa if you'd like to instead of your cabin and that not too many people know about this. Is this true? And do you know that if you can do that in Royal Caribbean or other cruise lines as well? Is this only if you have a treatment scheduled for the day, or can anyone just head up to the spa and use the shower to get ready? Just curious. I think that would be a great tip for a family if so you aren't all cramped together in a small cabin getting ready for one shower at a time. Marcy, it's a great point, and yes, you can. When you say spa, uh, it's a it's a global term because spa encompasses the fitness center on board, and in there, there are showers, and yes, you can go in there and use them even if you aren't working out, and there are showers available, and you can do that. I'm not sure if depending on each ship to ship if there are showers in the spa itself but I do know that you can use the 
showers in the fitness center and that shouldn't be a problem at all. And yeah, you're right. If you've got, you know, your teenage daughter's taking up the whole shower and you want to take a shower really quick, go down there as long as you don't mind bringing a bathrobe or changing there right there in the locker room. You can take care, take advantage of that. Also a tip, some ships have actually hot tubs in the fitness center as well. I mean, a lot of people are always fighting for the, for the hot tub space out in the pool deck and there's usually a very empty hot tub in the fitness center. I know that on Wizard Navigator this season that was the case, and I'm pretty sure that's the case also on other Voyager class ships, so that's something to keep in mind there. But good tip, and I can't speak for other cruise lines, but I can tell you in Royal Caribbean, yeah, the showers in the fitness center are an option for you. So thank you, Marcy. Let's go to our next email. It's from Sean Wallace. Thanks for the listener feedback and question episode. It's always great to hear the questions, especially from first-time cruisers. I know just how they how much fun they're going to have when they go on that first Royal Caribbean cruise and get them hooked. The America's Cup yacht excursion that we did was through Royal Caribbean about 10 years ago. It was in a marina right next to the port, so it was easy to get to. The excursion lasted only a few hours. After a history of the America's Cup yacht race and briefing of what to expect, you were taken out of the yachts via small boats. The jobs, quote-unquote, varied, and you could be very active to actually keep a timeskeeper if you wished. My job on the yacht was rear wenchman, and just like you see in the races, I was in the back of the yacht grinding a wench when told. There was a set of people in the middle of the yacht with the middle wenches. You know, they don't use the full 12 meters of the sail, but you wouldn't know it. There were a few times where the boat was up on the side racing that I did have a slight fear that my foot slipped that I would have slid out of the boat. It was a fantastic experience. I was really glad we did it and would love to do it again. You were right about it not being for kids. I think there's an age restriction of 12 for this particular excursion. Also, if you're prone to getting seasick, there's a few times when the yacht was waiting in position that it can really hit you. Something to keep in mind. By the way, our boat did win that day. A great rush and lots of fun. The excursion was a great length because it didn't take up much of the day. And if you book earlier of the three time slots, you can still have a good portion of the day for something else. Great uh, commentary there, Sean. I love hearing about these kinds of excursions. It's certainly something I've never tried before, and I'm hoping that maybe this will convince someone who is thinking about this America's Yacht Cub excursion to do that on their particular cruise. Sean has a question, though. He writes, what would your ideal cruise be for ports of call, ignoring distance and cruise length? Say limit to the top four ports. I pick Labadee, St. Martin, San Juan, and Cozumel. Though sadly, I have not been on Southern Itinerary yet to be able to consider them. Look forward to hearing your picks. I wonder what Michael, Jason, Tyler, and Don's answers would be. Thanks again for the podcast and blog. Great question, Sean. I know that we were kind of trading some answers here on Twitter earlier last week. You know, for my top four, I'm going to go with Caribbean, and I'm going to say Labadee. All right, come on. It has to be Labadee, right? So Labadee to start with. Then I would say Cozumel. Then I would say Costa Maya. That's three. I got one more. Oh, St. Martin. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> so those are my top four right there. I would love to get up. And I would need lots of time in each port. So let's put a seat aid between all of them, except for maybe Cosmo and Costa Maya because they're so close to each other. But <laughs> otherwise, I want to have plenty of time in port. Darn it. So good question there, Sean. And of course, if any of our listeners want to weigh in on their top four port itinerary, regardless of length or distance... We'd love to hear it again. Send me an email. Next, we have an email from Daniel. Hi, Matt. I'm enjoying the podcast and look forward to it every week. My fiance and I decided to book our honeymoon cruise with Royal Caribbean. We're selling on two back-to-back cruises on Freedom of the Seas in October. Since booking, we've been scouring the internet, doing research, and we're now avid listeners of your podcast. We listen to every episode and they've been very helpful with our planning. My question is about dining options. We're both vegetarian. I'm concerned about the variety we'll have on two back-to-back cruises. 
I've looked through the main dining room menus online and noticed there was usually one vegetarian entree offered each night, so I guess like my wife and I will be eating the same meals each night. I'm assuming the menus on the second leg of our back-to-back will be the repetitive. Is there any way to add some variety to our dinner menus in the main dining room? Can we make requests that are off the menu? Are any of the specialty restaurants veggie-friendly? Dan, great question. The answer is yes, 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 and yes, except for the one. There's no. It's not going to be very repetitive. If you do what you should do, which is ask. Talk to your waiter. Talk to your head waiter. The first thing you should do, get on the ship, go to the main dining room when it's open. Usually, like, it's around 1-ish. Maybe actually open earlier. Anyway, go in there, talk to the head waiter on duty, and say, hey, we're vegetarian. We'd like to have a little more variety than what we're seeing on the menu. And tell them what you're interested in. Tell you, you know, we'd like to have some pastas and maybe something else. Just tell them what you can't eat and they will make you special options to choose from in addition to what you see on the menu. So that's a great way to start. Also, talk to your waiter when you get to tell them what's going on. Say, you know, you ask them to do it a little different. Say, you know, I see that there's a dish. I'm, I'm, I'm just making something up here. Maybe there's a dish that has, I'm not sure if you're vegetarian or you're vegan, like you don't eat fish or something, but let's say there's something in there that has a cheese on top and you don't want it. Or cheese would be okay if you're vegetarian. I'm to, what a vegetarian... I don't know, there's a meat sauce on a pasta that sounds amazing. Because everything else in there is great, but there's a meat sauce. Can you hold the meat sauce? Talk to them. Ask them if they can do that. And certainly, you'll have plenty of variety to choose from in there. I th- actually, I think the new menus these days, uh, on especially on Freedom of the Season, all Royal Caribbean chips, seems to be a lot more vegetarian-friendly. But again, talk to people, and you will find there's plenty of options. The specialty restaurants, again, great choices as well. There's lots of good choices to go from. And just you just need to tell them in ahead. Time. Don't just assume what's on the menu is all you can order. Ask, talk to people. They're very happy. In fact, not only are they happy to go out of their way to make sure that you're accommodated, they're going to do everything they can to make sure that you're going to be accommodated. So please do yourself a favor and ask and talk and you will get some great results. So don't avoid those specialty restaurants because they can be really, really good and they've got great vegetarian options there as well. So thank you, Dan. And thank you to everyone who sent in a message. We want to hear more. I want to hear more of your comments. I want this to be your podcast. So please send me your emails. You can email me, matt at royalcaribbeanblog.com. You can t- tweet us on Twitter. We are at the RCL blog. And of course, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash blog. Or, you know, we also mentioned we have a voicemail. So if you want to call in, we want to hear your voice. That'll be a lot of fun too. Maybe you've heard it on older shows. We want to hear it. So Give us a call, 408-6-ROYAL-6. It's 408-676-9256. So until next time, I'm Matt Hotchberg, and we'll talk again soon.